0: Today is super exciting. We have our very first couples conversation on the podcast. Joining us to talk about living and working together are Kareen and Darcy from Virtual Hustle. These two are an incredible duo who've built a blended family life together and taken their team relationship skills all the way across into running their own business together to great success. Today they're unpacking with us how it looks living and working together and why it works for them. So with that, let's dive on in with Kareen and Darcy.
1: We'd love to actually talk through how you guys first met.
2: So Darcy and I have both uh, been married before and we're married and with long-term partners. And I think when you have been in that situation, you get out into this new single game, you just go on, you're on dating apps. So um that's how darcy and i actually met and it was a dating app that i despised going on because of the name of it it's called plenty of fish i actually love and, that name <laughs> yeah, and everyone keep, kept saying oh you'll meet someone you meet someone and that's essentially i that how we met we both kind of were at a point where we talked about um we're like, oh, we'll give it one last go. I think you say that a lot of times when you're on, the <laughs> on these dating apps because you turn them off and then you flick it back on. And one night I was like, oh, I'll just jump back on. I had my routine down pat with the kids week on, week off. They'd just come back. I was just relaxing and I was like, oh, I'll switch it back on. And I started chatting with Darcy. And it just kind of went from there. Darcy's version is probably a little different.
3: No, no, that's that's right. I was the same. i been in, in and out of those dating apps and I, was, I actually didn't like them at all. I was quite frustrated with them meeting people and it just didn't go, I sort of thought it was, I kind of felt like they were job interviews sort of thing. And in, in a way it was kind of quite odd. You sort of sit down at a cafe and like, oh, so hi. And it just felt very, didn't feel so natural. But yeah, we that's how we met. But we were talking through the app and um, we decided to meet up at a little cafe just on the Gold Coast and... Uh, yeah, Corrine had her sort of day mapped out after, probably after the catch up, and I had my day mapped out. But we, the catch up, you think goes for a, an hour, but we were talking for four hours. We didn't leave the catch up for four hours. So we, um, I think Corrine had some friends probably thought she was going to get taken by <laughs> because they're like, we haven't heard from you. You know, you yeah, you um, haven't messaged us to say you're, um, you're you're all good and um,
2: and we probably would have stayed, but I had three children that were (laughs) at school that needed to be picked up by their mother. Um, Darcy didn't need to pick up his son, but I was like, I actually have to go. So I, it kind of just ended, I guess, like that. And, and then, you know, just keeping in touch. And we obviously had our kids on different rotations. So we're always trying to navigate that and it just kind of blossomed from there. I it's guess. so interesting
0: that you guys say you talk for four hours because whilst Roger and I met at uni and we were friends for a few weeks before we sort of started trying to... Hooked up. Date, date yeah, as yeah, an 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, even then, we the first night we caught up at my place, we talked till three in the morning. And it was one of those moments where I think, you know, one of the tenets of a really um, strong relationship is a sense of safety. And I think mm-hmm. when you meet someone you feel safe with, that conversation just flows so easily because like you, you know what you're saying, Darcy, with when people feel like they're interviewing you, your walls stay up. You're like, I don't know if yeah. I'm safe to say A or B yeah, or yeah. what am I getting judged for. And when you meet someone that's that makes you feel safe and it's it's kind of makes like giving me goosebumps thinking about it, it's kind of magical because <laughs> that's pretty rare. The walls come
2: down really quickly and you get that beautiful mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. yeah, and you just didn't, yeah, it was just, there was just a moment I was like, I was like, I think I need to like look at my phone and see what the time was. But it's almost <laughs> like I've got to check in. And then, yeah, by the time I was like, I actually have to leave in about half an hour <laughs> to go pick up my children. Um, and I think, you know, people have that perception of dating and dating apps and it's, you know, it's just a booty call type, you know, that whole situation. So when we talk to people about how we met, everyone's just like, it's a bit of a talking point and sometimes, you know, we will say how we met. At first I was like, Oh, don't tell people we met on a date. <laughs> I was really like I felt a bit, I don't know, I just felt funny because I had other girlfriends that, yeah, they were single too, but they never really met anyone. And I'm thinking, how does this happen? Like, is it real? Like that you meet people on these things. So I was really funny. I was like, oh, don't tell people, but clearly we do tell people. Um and I think that safety thing, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, you probably don't think about it at the time and I sometimes reflect on when I met Darcy and, you know, we talk about that. But, yeah, I don't think you really, until you just mention it then, I'm like, yeah, the safety,
0: yeah, kind of the
2: walls coming down is exactly right.
0: It's such yeah. an interesting one you saying, you know, we don't tell people and like we've had things, mm-hmm. you know, in life so, and, and obviously you're telling people now where you have that initial reaction where you think, oh, am I going to be judged for this? And it's it's so crazy because you're just being your own human self out there using, uh, using it, you know, using a, a mode of technology that's now making it more accessible to meet other people, and yet with, yeah, yeah. you know, it's another thing we talk about here is these social constructs that just keep us so jammed in fear and worried about judgment all the time, and. You, we're parents, obviously, to an autistic um, child we've spoken about before who is non-speaking and there's a lot of stigma and fear around mm. that space in the universe. Mm. And we've really had to step up our game and realise that, you know, those social constructs just are made up. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're one, not one,
1: once you realise that um, no one actually spends much time thinking about you just like you don't spend <laughs> yeah. much time thinking about other people and so yeah. you actually have the ability as an adult to do whatever you want to do and go about life the way you want to and it's your own values that really matter
0: yeah 100 yeah. um yeah.
1: so so saying that did you guys uh like what were the sort of inputs or search criteria for for each other that you put to put put in there
2: do, do you have the opportunity uh, to do that on that app put stuff in yeah yeah, yeah you do um i'm gonna talk it from a female <laughs> um there was a lot of uh photos of like men and their boats and fishing and that stuff that did not interest me (laughs) at all and i probably i had some dates and things prior to meeting darcy and uh, look i was with um before i met darcy my ex-husband was 10 years older than me um and for me i was probably never going to like someone younger than me but it was that thought of (laughs) maybe i'll try that um clearly that's it definitely wasn't like yeah i just i don't know, I think like the maturity of females versus males yeah. and it really does show i was just like hell no um and obviously i've got kids so you've got to think of the flip side of that and really at first when you're on these dating apps you're not thinking about marrying the guy or long term but there's things in my head that i think oh no so i've had my app sitting around i think they had to be like 36 or 30 you can age it and above but i wouldn't go over 45 i was probably in about a 10 year um and then it was really based you couldn't really hone it in but I think if you honed it in you'd find no one because they're not out there um and things like smoking I've I'm not a smoker so I if I saw that thing that was a no um fishing photo was definitely a a (laughs) swipe so I probably for me it was about um I really had no idea I'd been with someone since I was 18 and I didn't even know who I was. So I was probably being unrealistic in being honest with myself. Um, but I think for me, it was that just a bit more mature person that did have kids. Um, because I, in my mind, I thought someone without kids is not really going to understand my emotions on the kids or not having them or if I'm feeling shitty cause they're with their dad for the week. Yeah. So that was important to me. Um, and I think having them having kids, they also have that understanding of there is someone else in their life, not yep. just themselves and the selfishness part of it. So that's kind of how I wrapped my um, thing. And, and when I obviously then changed that and realised, got off a few times, to come back on, obviously that's when I met Darcy. And... Would you actually put like details on there?
0: Sorry, Karine, just to ask. Like, could yeah. you you could actually say like these are the things yeah. I'm looking for? Okay. Yeah. Interesting, because it's such an insightful, like you have to take that moment to reflect on what you
2: actually want, don't you? Really? To mm. yeah. and when you don't know, you kind of but then you don't want to have it too broad because to be honest, I would wake up in the morning from the night and be unindated with random messages. And I was just like, Goodbye. 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 goodbye, goodbye. I was yeah. just like, wow. Yeah. So, and you know, I think for, for people, I think it, it's a feel good thing mm-hmm. as in oh, a whole, these men yeah. are after yeah. me, yeah. but you, when you nut it down, that's not what it is. Um, and I obviously had no idea of that because I'd been with someone since I was 18. So I think I had one serious boyfriend, so I had no idea what it was. Um, And I think with Darcy and I'll let him talk about his measurements, but I think with Darcy, it was, he was pretty quick to be like, oh, let's catch up. And I think some women would be like, oh, that's a bit much, but I think you can only talk so much on text. And then when you meet that person, your expectation of them is not that, and it quickly can fall apart because you can be a really lovely person by text.
0: Yes, I agree entirely. It's a, it's a different experience in person, yeah. and when yeah. when someone wants to stay on text, you kind of have to wonder as well. Again, it's like that walls coming down. When we're on text, yeah. we can really keep those walls up, and it's yeah. not it's not really exploring and and showing your vulnerability into the relationship. There's no, there's no yeah. commitment
1: over text, is there? So, like by going, hey, that's made up. It's like, hey, are you are you step one are you serious like that you want to actually see me you're a real person
3: yeah in my experience with those apps i was more the communicator talking you know and you you know you might connect with someone you get on a bit of a message sort of train and that message train lands into the next day and the next day and i wasn't very good at sort of going off so would you like to catch up i just would just go with the flow on the message (laughs) with the girl that i was sort of messaging so i wasn't being sort of ultra assertive and saying yeah let's let's meet up. I was waiting for them to sort of make that move. And then in that couple of months leading up to it, I was just probably yeah dating sort of different women in terms of just like, and like catch up coffees and stuff. And I realized, Oh, this is just, I'm sort of getting asked out if that makes sense. And I'm not really asking, I'm just going out for them. Cause they sort of said yes. And I I was going to these dates and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. So when I had seen, met Kareen, I was like, she's actually like, she's got kids we did that sort of message stuff when do you have your kids and things seemed to align and it was my brother that at the time he sort of said to me you've got to stop messaging all the time and just just ask them out and and just put yourself out there more and take the lead of it and i was like oh okay the next person i talk to i'll try that and then with kareen i was like after you know a handful of messages i did say oh are you doing anything tomorrow would you like to have coffee and she's like yeah cool let's let's do it i'm free and i went holy, it actually did work. I, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I asked a question and it <laughs> didn't happen. So um, I think without that sort of bit of advice, I would have been like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a nice day today, isn't it? You know, just like be really <laughs> real, you know, talk about, talk around things and not be direct. And that was, that was something I needed. And in terms of parameters, I, yeah, again, I being I, I am eight years older than you have, So I'm, yeah, at that time I would have been 40, 41. Yeah. And so, I did have some dates with girls around my age, the conversation, even the pace of conversation was sort of just different. And then when I had met Crean at that stage, you were 33-ish, yeah. And so Crean just the conversation just flew better and I, yeah, I just connected with Crean better being younger, younger than me. And so for me, that was, you know, I, I didn't put in anything major, I think the kids thing probably I would have put in as a filter because yes, I had my son Riley being, you know, at that stage now, single dad, you're like, yeah, you want to possibly meet someone on the same wavelength in terms of that. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, that was basically about it. So, and, and location stuff, you can put these location yeah. parameters in 50 Ks, hundred Ks. Oh, it's um, Australia wide.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think. <laughs> and I think that's important because, you know, you're yeah. working, you're, you know, you're essentially, yeah. you know, you've got, well, I knew I had a week where I had the kids on my own. I had to still work full time and, you know, still give 100% to them. And, and then on the flip side, that week without them was really just resetting and getting your shit together because by the end of the week, you know, you're pulling your hair out. I had three young kids. I was, you know, dragging them to before school care. I was working this really stressful corporate job, driving to Brisbane, which was about an you know forty minutes to an hour sometimes, and oh, wow. then I'm picking them up on the fly. And so, you know, I was that that getting to the Friday. The reward for me was my girlfriend's like, "Hey, girl, where are we going?" And we yeah. would just get change. We would meet, and then we would just pretty much recover on the weekend in terms of. <laughs> you know, we just all hang out together and then you'd reset and, and it was almost a coping mechanism to, to obviously you, you're meant to have your kids full time, but you don't, and you know, they're fine, but you're, you're juggling. And I think that emotion comes through, you know, when, uh, when you don't have them. And so I found that, yeah, you needed someone in a close proximity because the thought of driving or navigating to go to these people and dates was, it is a lot of time. Um, I obviously had been a week to, you know, reset and do whatever, and then I'd have the kids. And it actually worked well with Darcy in terms of I had my kids for a full week, but Riley was kind of different time, So it was good because the week I didn't have my kids, it wasn't every day we were together. We were kind of set apart from Riley, which yeah. I think is good. Um, so we would might have a dinner on the Tuesday night, and then, you know, I'd see him on the you know, the Thursday and then we'd hang out on a Saturday, but then he'd have Riley Sunday. And I think it almost stops that um, being together all the time and having that time apart to then be like, oh, I really want to hang out with you. So I think, yeah, you t- it's, it's almost like an emotional journey, those dating apps, you know, you go up in those waves. But, and look, we do say to this day, we are so lucky that we were able to meet on that platform.
1: That was about four years ago, was it?
2: Yeah. Correct.
1: Yeah. Almost to
2: this. Say yeah. Day. Another month. maybe
0: yeah. Four years. Yeah. I I heard you say in that, Corinne, just that you were feeling. Um, I mean, you're talking about obviously having a partner that was within a reasonable proximity from a a, a kind of an exhaustion perspective, right? We've only got so many resources, yeah. and it sounded like your job was one of the things that was pulling a lot of your energy. It it's obviously mm. like a natural way for me to to ask, you know, is that how Virtual Hustle came about? Because, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so, and and I think to be honest, it was my marriage and my relationship and how it was kind of formed in a way where I probably let things happen. So, yeah, I worked in retail and commercial property since I was about 17 and it's a really high pressure job and I loved it, I thrived from it but i think what i was what i was holding from was i didn't really know how to be a mum and because my ex-husband did a lot of that stuff and i just put myself into my job i had these three little kids but i didn't really know how to navigate doing all of it and i guess he ran the house so people used to say to me oh it's great you don't have to do anything you don't do any cleaning you don't do this but i think in turn it it turned you into like not being that person you want to be almost a robot and that's how i talk about it um and you're right when i was getting dragging those kids to before school care and stuff they had the best life in terms i could give them everything but i couldn't give them me like i couldn't i couldn't on that week off just wind down and be their mom i had i i just couldn't and and it definitely you know when i think back and you think back of these things you just think oh you just I have to put that food on the table and you know i was obviously renting on my own and had a you know decent home to rent with and yeah i got to a point where two years ago i was i changed jobs because i thought it was for the better close to home but in turn it was the worst decision but then in a the best decision i guess i turned into a crazy lady in terms of i was micromanaged and i was in a high profile job but i they wouldn't let me do that job and I was really unwell in terms of just anxiety and Mm. I couldn't sleep. I was awake till three, four in the morning, just feeling like a crazy. And obviously at that time i then met Darcy and it it felt like easier to manage the kids a little bit more having that support, I guess you could say, but obviously he's not the kid's dad. So I still do have to be there. And when Darcy said to me, Hey, you just need to quit that job. I don't care what you do, but you can't keep doing this. And as soon as I told them, I just said to them, I can't do this anymore. And I'd spoken to them about it before. And that whole instant release of pressure just came off. I I wasn't thinking, oh, how am I going to pay the bill? I was just like, I've got to get out of here.
0: (laughs) That's just so, it's such a beautiful story because what I heard, like, you know, it really what, what gave you the strength and and maybe the um, space to think about? And I don't want to give all the credit and offence, Darcy, to you but because we're, you, you know you made the decision. But it's so interesting that it was him saying it to you that that allowed you to go and make that choice. And you mm. felt so
1: comfortable, one Darcy, that you could say that to her mm. after only a couple of yeah. years. And that yeah, you, Kareen, felt that you could take that on yes. board and not be like, "Well, you're just telling me what to do." Yes. You know, you don't know me, so I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it is, and and like I, hundred percent. There's, I, we do talk about that time, and I think it it can take a lot when you you're you know you're emotionally you're drained from previous years and things that have happened. And no doubt, you know, we, we both talk to someone professionally at different parts of our life and things. And so we're really good with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the community, you know, we are different, we've come from different traumas, but essentially very similar things. And um, yeah, in my head, he was just, he was just saying things like, but I hear that every afternoon. And you know, you all the time you're saying the same things. and." And I think you do, you don't want to hear that sometimes you think, oh, I just want to be able to tell you the bad stuff and you're going to listen. But I think you've got to be able to reciprocate that and be like, yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah. And I think I did say to Corrine, like I had some small businesses. I just knew how good Corrine was at her job, but she was just didn't have that freedom to do her job. So I thought this is just not making sense. I said, you should just like, let's just finish up. I just,
2: for me, it probably triggered how I was in my old marriage and That was clashing and then obviously my mental health it was struggling and I think when Darcy said that I'm like I've just got to do it and yeah it was fine. I house cleaned for about six months in and out before starting Virtual Hustle and you know what I absolutely loved it because I'm a I love to help people and so for me I was taking something away that when I mopped that last bit of mop when I Come out of that house listening to music. I actually felt more achievement than I did in that job that was paying me hundred k a year. I
1: love that so much. Yeah. The fact that you're you, he's like, I don't really care what I do. I just want to do it for me, <laughs> and I, I yeah. want to be my own boss. Um, you know, I I think it sounded like you had to wean yourself off the corporate life a little bit. And yeah, the the, yeah. the last place you work for might not have been perfect, but at some point of time, you probably would have gone hey, this isn't right for me. Mm-hmm. And especially now In from what we see you guys do on social media and all that, you guys look like you're always just having such a great time and you're also so passionate <laughs> about your your clients. Can you t- tell us a bit about who Virtual Hustle are and what you, what you do?
3: Um, well, Virtual Hustle, yeah, t- to be brutally honest, started with Corrine answering a job in Gumtree. A, a young girl had a really cool um, giftware business that she was looking for some help and Corrine said to me, oh this, this girl's looking for someone to help her with her emails and um and just answer some requests through social socials and stuff like that she's like i i think i could do this job i was like oh okay she's like yeah i might just reach out to her and say hey look um yeah let's chat so she chatted to this girl who's still friends with today and close close um business associates in terms of advice and stuff like that and um she said yeah hey let's meet up let's do whatever so green's like she's gonna hire me i like thirty dollars <laughs> an hour thirty five dollars an hour and um, I, was I was like, like oh,
2: I'll take it. Yeah. I don't wanna keep house cleaning forever.
3: So um and so, I
2: did. And I think I said to Darcy, I can't believe she's gonna me. She doesn't even and I guess what you forget is you've got the skills there, you're just yeah. not yeah. utilizing them. Yeah. Um
3: and so virtual virtual hustle started from that. I think I helped me with that. I, I, I held with Kareem with the name because I thought, you know, virtual this, I was I I love that branding sort of background stuff. So I was thinking Virtual assistant, virtual ninja, virtual whatever, and I was like, hustle, hustle. I saw hustle somewhere on something I said to Cream. What about virtual hustle? She's like, hmm, I think I like that. She's like, yeah, it's a cool name. It's a cool name. We called it virtual hustle, and um
0: you guys are hustlers though right like we see it on online because you guys are always present on social media you're you're like rog said you're rooting for your clients you're
1: you're promoting our show more than (laughs) we do
0: (laughs) okay we're not as organized with our social media but yeah it's you are hustlers right we can see that yeah I think
3: absolutely i think at the core of it we are passionate supportive people in general. And I think Mm. the business has allowed us to extend that through a laptop via Zoom calls. And I think that is a really challenging space to be in when you're working with businesses that are at a crossroads where they're looking to outsource some part of their business, which is a lot of effort for them to make that decision to outsource, let alone to someone that's a thousand kilometers away. So there's a very unique aspect of, um, connecting with people there's a trust element and there's also a commitment to deliver on what you say you're going to do those things you've got to really nail otherwise people are going to say you know what i think you guys are full of it and you have no idea what you're doing and um you, you're going to last two seconds with people so i think we are you know we've got a good a cl- amazing client yeah. base that we work with people from all over the country on different elements there's no part of business we don't touch we are open to all types of industry um there's some that we're stronger in but we don't um in our industry a lot of people talk about niching we we don't really niche into a specific industry whether it's tech or hospitality or real estate we kind of just flutter across the whole spectrum You're niched and into
0: support aren't you really yeah correct. Pretty your correct. ability to pivot and be flexible yeah. in that space of support which is pretty incredible yeah.
3: And I, and I think the unique thing with us is we're a duo. So we are a partnership in the sense that we're presenting ourselves to people that normally in virtual land, it's a singular person that they talk to. So we've got a, actually probably more hurdles to cross over because people are like, oh, okay, I'm talking to Crane, but then Darcy's there, who, who's who. I think it's, it, it's a, it's, we're now really supernatural at it, but we used to sort of think, how are they are going to, um, you know, trust what we do. And it came from a photographer um, that did a session, a branding session with us. And she said, you know what, I've been watching your socials and you you do, you guys do some good stuff. But she said, I really think you need to sort of try try and be a little bit, how how do we get this trust sort of across your socials? So people see you and go, you know what, I trust them. And we went, wow, we never really looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. So we started sort of, I suppose bringing more of us into it Mm -hmm. in terms of connecting the dots and we, it's it's fascinating when we talk to people they're like it's like like you say they know us but also too they've probably already made a decision if they're going to work with us before you even have the chat because they feel like you know i get these people they ha- are a blended family they don't hide anything behind that they uh, we share the, the good the bad the ugly and anything in between and yeah we do champion our clients we think they're awesome um they are only as good as our support and our backup because they trust us and we don't take that lightly at yeah. all.
0: So. I love that approach. Can I ask, yeah. you said in there, you know, you are a team and it's clear that you are and you really, um, what you've just described there was moving even more deliberately towards uh, getting your followers and, and the the broader community to understand that you come as a team, was there nerves around or any trepidation around coming to work together? So changing your relationship from being one that was a home-based relationship to one being a home and business-based relationship?
2: No. It's it's funny. We, I just saw Darcy in a um, space where he was just going to work every day and – just wasn't really enjoying it or he was really flat and there was like a part of me that knew how creative Darcy is about brands and things and as I was getting busier in my mind I was thinking I think I'll talk to Darcy about take, help supporting me because he was already supporting me with some clients and they didn't even know it like they thought <laughs> it was me definitely wasn't me um and that comes from like we'll go back to the trust but like that was so i was like oh he was just giving me advice i'm like oh god that's so good and in my mind i'm thinking i'm shit like i can't i don't to do this <laughs> so they got to a point where i could see part darcy doesn't always tell me how he's feeling but i can read him like a book so there was moments where it was very flat and he i just knew he could give more and i think that's where I, as a person, if I can see that opportunity to give to someone else and do put out their best, I think that's where I was like, I just said to him, and I actually was really blunt. <laughs> I said to him, I am really busy and I'm going to give you one week to make a decision. You don't really enjoy what you're doing because you can do more but you have to make a decision. And this was just in the car, going to dinner to meet the neighbors for dinner. And I was like, (laughs) I'm just gonna tell him. And he's like, okay, I said, but I mean it. I, You just have to make a decision because I know what he's like. I just know, (laughs) I was just like, it's not gonna happen. And I said, and otherwise I'm hiring someone. So someone else will be here and helping me. And he's like, okay. And I just let him think about it. And I didn't bring it up. Normally I would want to bring it up and badger him, but I'm like, no, no, he'll come back to me. And to be honest, he said, it is something I really want to do. And he said, but I've got to resign. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. This will take weeks. You yeah,
3: know? Because I, the people I was working for, were, again, they were awesome people. And I was just crossing um, the T's and dotting my I's and just mm. going to work. And Kareem's right, I was helping with some clients, you know, <laughs> creatively in the in the behind the scenes but they weren't aware of it and then when she said oh they like what you do I was like holy she's Is like yeah
2: confidence thing, I think. let's yeah. keep it
3: sort of going and I was like okay and I did another round of socials and she's like no she this person loves it and I'm like okay she's like they, they think I'm doing it <laughs> and um I was like well I'll try this and then um yeah look it just evolved and i, I do i, I do love that passion. little um
0: teammate thing though there right she's your little supporter she's building you up letting you know like in the background well, hey I this is see. Yeah, yeah you could see but you could also see that sometimes in that partnership you know you you do have to it's and it's not about walking on eggshells at all but we it's it's a reciprocal relationship and you do have to you know be aware of what that person can manage and how much information you're giving them at mm-hmm. one point in time, and that takes time to get to know their rhythm and what's going to support them in that space. And it's a really lovely example, just as you're saying that. You know, you, I can hear you. Like I'm watching him, and I'm thinking, how can I support him to see his potential here? Yeah. And I just, I, I just think that's really lovely. It was huge because, yeah,
2: mm. yeah it definitely was huge. And I've been, I met Darcy at a point in his life where yeah things were tough and you know I could have just gone I'm out like you know you got too much baggage we all have baggage and there was <laughs> and, um, and I think so probably through that I yeah I there was a lot of self doubt Oh, I can only do this job because you know x y and z and you know all those things and we could talk about that for ages but essentially you're right i was just like that i know and and that's why i was saying to him oh this is the feedback i wasn't taking it on i'm thinking it ain't me i was saying that to him to make him realize and then then i hit him with the well i'm i'm getting busy and i need you type thing and then i remember him i'm thinking oh he's got to resign and he didn't even tell me he just came home he goes i did it
1: yeah i love it so what happened um darcy's resigned okay you own you you're running a business together now how did you how did you look towards the future and how did you find i guess what your why what your purpose was together and how did that also work within your lives living together
0: yeah i i I love this question because it was coming up for me as well is (laughs) as you were talking because you said darcy you were just crossing the t's and dotting the i's right so that's obviously not feeling like a purposeful life so how did you two have the conversation or what did the conversation look like did you have it at that point where you were like what do we actually want out of life
3: yeah well we've got a common I, i'm a bit of a golf nut so i i love golf and i like traveling to play golf whether it's go to sydney melbourne or whatever i like playing different golf courses and in our early stages of dating I said to kareena i really like golf she's like oh okay I'll, I'll try that so i took her to top golf in the gold coast and we did some golf together and she was actually really good i was like you actually can hit that ball like straight you're awesome she's like oh thanks and I strategically gave her a hybrid because I knew that'd be a good club for her to use and so she wouldn't get frustrated and she was just smashing it down the middle I'm like wow this is insane and so Feels good to hit a lots, golf ball doesn't of, it <laughs> <laughs> Well play, lots of well, we'll play lots, of lots of golf, lots of yeah. golf. and so like, we did a lot of little golf trips we go we've been to so many places I've taken to cream I've taken cream to so many top level golf courses and she's held her own on them and I'm just like this is gold so our little getaways are turns into mm-hmm. golf trips we plan um you know we've been to hamilton island oh, we've been to yeah. tasmania we have played um bonville we've done so many world-class courses and all of it's been a, a, a love of just travel a bit of wine golf and just togetherness and it's just worked really well so from the business i suppose aspect it was like cream said hey we can do more golf trips <laughs> <laughs> yeah. holy she's right like we don't have to ask our bosses for time off if we want to go x y and z or we can We can have a digital nomad life almost, but tie in the golf aspect. And so look, it's, it is a great question in the sense that I think we, we are ultimately parents first and foremost, we have that week off where we don't have our kids, but we've managed to build a business where we're passionate about helping people. And in the flip side, if we want to, we can plan little golf trips and go and do those things. And I'm super of korea because she's taken up a sport that most women would look like think that's what i get rid of my husband for four hours and don't want to see him again but Korean actually loves it and i'm a you know like i like a bit talking about the history of golf or who designed the course or just whatever and sometimes i'm sure Korean just thinks blah 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 whatever um but i think <laughs> deep down she knows at least i i have a passion yeah. of something yeah. outside of just what we do i still go to the driving range i went yesterday for an hour and just on my own hip balls and i'm no better than i was four years ago <laughs> but i but i love it it's my outlet and yeah it's not the it. point but is it
2: how good you are yeah that's <laughs> yeah. not Everything. what matters exactly there was probably the goals aspect of it is i was in that corporate career and i was always really driven to someone else's goal you know someone else's measure, you know things like that and at first, I didn't really have any goals, to be honest. I was just trying to get the business up and running and things. And when Darcy came on board, I remember within the first two weeks, he's like, Some, it's, this is not like working. And I was like, what do you mean not working? But it was just the way I did everything. It was all in my brain mm-hmm. and how I would direct it to Darcy was like five different avenues. And that's probably when I realized, okay, well, We've got to get better we've got to get a project management system and we've got to utilize it and then that's when we put goals in place and the goals some of them were just like
3: little trips or
2: you know if we retain three clients and we do this golf trip or we did this and then we didn't didn't have to be a trip but we went and played 18 holes at a more exclusive golf course that we liked or you know something we wouldn't do all the time Mm -hmm. or you know darcy would go and do his thing on a weekend and i would go with the girls and we'd go and get our nails or something done. And I think I realised quick, if you don't have those little goals in working for yourself, you're going to burn out. Um, And that's probably, we probably weren't thinking about any of that. All we were thinking about is we can be more present with our kids because, you know, we weren't picking up and dropping off those before and after school care. And sometimes a friend was taking them to sport because, you know, we didn't finish till five or whatever um and i think the ultimate thing which i didn't really know is money can't give you that relationship with your children and so the relationship i've had with my kids in the last two years of being present is huge like it's it actually it's a conversation that gives me goosebumps instantly because i think we forget sometimes what they need and although they're happy they literally they all don't live without they're very happy we've got a really nice home that we provide but I think it's that little conversation on the way to school that they don't say much because they're all about technology and so forth but just those little things they say over time and it's like yeah I think we're so busy and yeah we just forget that we still need that and I didn't know how to do that but like yesterday I switched off for half the day. I just went, it's not my week, but my son was running in a district and I was there 15 minutes before, so I could wish him good luck. And then I was there till at the end and you know, you just, you don't get that back and he's 12 and in high school now, and really probably doesn't think I'm that cool, but he'll still now <laughs> give me that hug and that kiss. When I stop at the door at school, he actually kisses me before that. It was always, oh, bye, mum," you know, rush out the door, go on But Every morning he will give me that kiss and three years ago he wouldn't have done that because Mm. there wasn't that instill that you know that relationship and I I probably for me the goal is definitely I want to make money and I you know we want to go away and have trips and we want to take our kids on places but I don't think you can take back that what you get being there every afternoon and even though they'll annoy you for bouncing the ball behind you when you're trying to work you know what I mean just those things and I think that's what one thing is we have both always talked about is just being able to create that environment for the kids to have that type of you know every afternoon it's busy but we're both there they'll be doing homework and they can yell out to us and when we take them away yeah we might take the laptop sometimes because you just do but we are there and we're in that moment and i think that probably for us at the moment we don't have any really big goals it's just getting through those teenage years with the kids and understanding them because clearly, you know, there's so much technology involved with them. Um, And then the flip side is we obviously do want to grow the business, um, but we only want to work with people that that we align with.
1: We, we've got we've got a rule, and it's called the no dickheads rule, and it is it is so important. We just like we do not work for people, no matter how good they are, how famous yeah. they are. Not that that's a problem at the moment, but if they're dickheads, and um, it holds us in really good stead, and also helps us when perhaps we have a bad interaction with someone, which we often had in our careers or um, when we started our flipping business and now this podcast that, you know, I go, Kim might say to me, oh, it's really, you know, I had a really bad interaction. I go, yeah, but babe, he was a dickhead. And so (laughs) it's just one of those, that's almost a value for us. Oh,
0: I think it is. <laughs>
3: it we, is. we call them bananas. Yeah, <laughs> the bananas. out oh.
1: That's so Queensland. You're, you're, you're sli- Darcy is slipping into the Queensland. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: it. And, and it's true because you, you know, like, oh, I think back to when I first started, I just work with anybody and I probably saw the 10 red flags before, and then I'm saying mm-hmm. to Darcy, oh, my God, and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then now it's like, we'll have a discovery call. And like we had one this morning and it, it just went so well in terms of no doubt, the you know, we're gonna send him that proposal and there's gonna be most aspects, I, he'll work with us. He just said to us, "We, I see what you do on your website, you are what you, you know, you are, we, and I love that we can chat We and people go, oh, you don't mix personal with business. But I think at the end of the day, you've gotta understand he brought his little kid in and showed us his kid, like not in many call. in the Zoom call. And I said, we love that. You know, we have our kids week on, week off. Yeah. We'll tell you the week we're busy and we're, you know, less. And you've got to know when that kid's birthday is or remember those small things. Like Darcy said, why are you writing that down? I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm writing oh, I'm that down for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if you, and people go, oh, you can't be that personal. You're not following them on their personal social media but you're understanding their you know what they're doing and their kids and and that and i think that's probably what we do well in terms of
0: it's connection isn't it and people
2: one percenters yeah
0: and they make a huge difference people uh, people underestimate and undervalue um, how important it is to build a relationship and they get very caught in the perfunctory, so just the like doing of the whatever is required to get the outcome and they miss mm. that if something goes wrong, if you have a relationship and this is what we talk about even in terms of romantic relationships, if you've got a, like a banker credit with that person, that's mm. something that went wrong is fine. It's a blip on the radar. Exactly the yeah. same with your romantic partner. You got a bank of credit, you know they're not a bad person, they're not being malicious, you don't go into that adversary fight role. Yeah. But same thing with a client. If you don't have that bank of credit and something goes wrong, they're so quick to judge and change their perspective of you. And I'm exactly the same as you, Karine. I write down everybody's birthday. Anyone we <laughs> interact in our lives with that's important to us from whether, you know, I mean we have a lot of different people with therapists and all sorts but i celebrate their successes and their personal triumphs in life birthdays whatever engagements marriages babies yeah because i'm i'm building that connection with them in the bank so that 100%. you know it's it, it and it is important it makes you happier day to day anyway because we're we're built for relationships but also it just gives you that credit and it gives you that smoothness you blip out those those ups and downs because we understand that. Well, they
1: say back in the day, oh, it used to be all about relationships and now it's all online, it's Zoom, it's this that, and the other. But I think the fundamentals of a good business relationship haven't changed where you, you do yeah. need to, just because you're not maybe shaking someone's hand in person, um, you do need to be let inside their world a little bit to build that trust, to build that sense of responsibility. And not only that, when you own your own small business like we all do here, is it's very hard to it not be a part of your life when we're setting yeah. our goals and our why yeah. and our values um Kim and I are going well wait are we setting our business why our goals or our life why <laughs> our goals because we're really setting the future of us and what I loved before is that you said oh we're not really setting some long-term goals and and I asked you about your why and what you what I heard from you is that you were setting the you get to set the course and the direction of your life you get to go i'm going to spend more time with the kids i'm going to go on active um uh, joint dates with uh, darcy we're going to go explore australia you know i'm sure on these 18 holes you get to talk a lot about life and, yeah. and the world and so and you get uh, so involved I mean. with each other so um or is it a bit yeah. like don't talk while i'm teeing off okay
0: yeah. <laughs> or i'll be teeing off we we in were, another way
3: <laughs> we were in we were in new zealand midway through last year taught talking for my birthday for the weekend and we played titterangy golf club stunning course um, so good. And halfway through, Kareem was just hitting it really bad. Like it was going left, right. And she <laughs> never, she never does this. So here we are. And it just been bucketing with Boy, rain great. for days before that. So we were
2: sludging in through oh, God. It was disgusting. And we, and
3: we hired clubs. So we didn't have our own clubs. That's so uh. kind of like using other people's utensils type yeah. things. So I just felt different. And she's just chopping it. and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, this is painful." You know, you're paying X lines there. We're doing this, we're doing that, and she's just getting frustrated. So I just walk about 50 meters to the right, <laughs> and I head up that right-hand side of the fairway. And I just didn't talk to her for about two holes, I reckon. That's like 700 meters. So you are like two holes is like a long time in golf to not talk. And then she starts. I just said to her, "You just got to get put the, just stand back a little bit and just put the club back." And I use a training thing we talked about ages ago. So just, just sit back on your right foot a bit, and she's smoked it down the middle I said see that's it she's like oh I'm back I'm back (laughs) and we started talking and we still laugh about that story because that's a clear example I didn't get on top of her and say you're not doing this you're not I didn't bombard her stuff I just gave her space and said she's got to figure this out for herself and I'll chime in when I think the time is right and I just waited till we got to that hole and she's like yeah, I could see she was ready for feedback <laughs> um, <laughs> and a bit of a training tip. And she's good like, every time I give her a basic training tip, she takes it on board. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't I wasn't doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting it really it good now. Like
2: There's parts of you that don't like it. But yeah. I, I do. And I think being a blended family as well, throwing that in the mix is, mm. yeah, you've got to be, your communication's got to be there because otherwise your expectation, their expectation's the kids, it just doesn't work. So I think when people say to us, how do you work together every day? Oh, we couldn't work with our husbands, but I do laugh. Cause I'm thinking, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> you know, <communicate. laughs> um, and, and you can see it, but you don't, I don't say that a lot of the time, but I definitely, you know, a couple of friends, they, they get it. They're like, Oh, you guys are great. Um, and I think we, as long as we're doing that, I think we'll just, it'll just keep going. And, um, I think we probably don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes when we're working away or working hard and things that even say, we're like, right, we're stopping this afternoon. We're going to go to the movies and just chill out before the kids come back. Cause otherwise we'd be working till nine tonight because we know they're coming back. So yeah. I think we've grown a lot in terms of understanding. Okay. It's about us now, not the business. Cause we talk about the business so much. Yes. We know <laughs> kind exactly of, what you mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. You would know it too. And because you, you're so passionate about it because that's your livelihood but then you're like oh I forgot what you actually look like you know yeah. like that type of you know thing and we did we did, I said that and I was just like let's go and I'm like yeah Betty's burgers have got two for one so we're like right, we're oh my god I love it um, and we were like oh it's Thursday night we're always getting low on the food because we restock the kids come so we're like it's perfect so but probably six months ago we wouldn't have done that we would have just worked till like 9 p.m and you know, wanting to almost have it, I guess, perfected. But there's also an element of now we're like, no one's dying, if we're not attending to that. And I, I kind of see that as a, a good growth part for our business, Amazing. because it's, it's going to make it work better.
0: It's so intentional. And it's so I, I just think that's so beautiful. It's such a, a great lesson. Our values are brought to light as we grow and change right so if we're paying attention and we're providing the space for it which you do when you nurture your relationship with communication and with time together and the intentionality you guys have given it you just keep seeing more and more of yourselves and more and mm-hmm. more of who you are as a couple and you know you're describing these un- unveilings really of your of your values you worked out that you like you sh- you want to share being active together you know that and you work out that you've got a value of openness, the fact that Kareem was Mm -hmm. open to playing the golf even in the first Mm. place. And so that starts to build that that environment of openness and growth and then as you go, you learn more, you start working together and then you get to the point where you're like, oh, well, actually, we actually value our relationship – above the work and so sometimes we're going to call it when we need to and put that space into the relationship and it's such a beautiful thing because we know that the relationship work never ever stops you are always growing Mm. always learning and I think people have this sometimes this false idea that you either have a good relationship or a bad relationship Mm. and I just disagree it's a full spectrum and you are growing and changing all the time evolving there is so much opportunity to grow in your relationship and just because it's not working today most likely means you just haven't had enough practice at all the things that you need to do to build it and the more you work and practice the easier it gets and the more you grow it's like a funnel going outwards do you know what I mean like you start really narrow and you just get wider and wider and you see that potential and it just grows in spaces that you didn't even know were possible
3: yeah absolutely I I think that's
2: fundamentally so true I think Darcy um we were talking about growing old and how relationships in the 60s, if you're in, you know, been together for so long and you're 60 and your kids are grown up, then you look at each other like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm out. <laughs> and you do see that. And, yeah. you know, you've got to check in with each other. You, you know, you, are you okay? It isn't an easy thing. Like, you know, you do, you're like, oh, I, don't, I, I think they're pissed at me. I don't, I don't want to ask, or <laughs> this is bothering them. But I think if you dig into that, Then you get more out of that, and I I think to myself, God, yeah, I don't want to be getting to sixty, and then I turn around to you and say, I don't want to do golf anymore. Like, there's days where I don't go. He goes, Do you want to come to driver range? No, I do not want. I just want to chill on my own. And you know, I think, yeah, look, obviously, I we both uh, are separated and divorced, but um, you know, those relationships that they were different, and you know, we obviously then look at perspective, and we don't want that. To happen again, mm. and so it's funny when we talk to our friends or oh, we're seeing like psychologist stuff on different things. They're like, "Oh God, if we went to that, our marriage would fall apart." Because I don't dig any deeper, and I say, "Yeah, but that's okay. That's the way you want to be. I've got a second chance at this, yeah. and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to make those same mistakes. I don't want to be ten years down the track and not know who I am again, and and then be restarting it almost fifty. I, I it actually scares me to think." that side i don't i wouldn't know now not how to communicate with darcy like i think going back to what i used to be like and girls do my girlfriends say that to me they're like oh darcy got the strong version
3: <laughs> um, and we
2: laugh about it and it, you know it's not anything bad but they're like wow you're just so different to the person we knew five years ago and i do you kind of don't really think about it but then you've got to give yourself a bit of credit for being able to get to that point. absolutely um, And i think it's we are good in that aspect that we talk about things in our sessions and what we work on because there's downfalls of obviously i'm with someone darcy's completely different to my ex-husband and i'm completely different to his ex-wife so we're still learning each other Mm -hmm. and by all means some weeks aren't easy but we try and navigate where we've come from and i think when we speak to businesses and we're talking to them we're watching those cues and when they talk about these pain points, and because we're on Zoom and Google, we we can actually see it. So you can almost sense, okay, that's definitely the pinch point. They might Mm -hmm. not tell you that, Mm -hmm. but the way they talk about it. And I I think that's what we do well in terms of understanding the people. um, And we get these good testimonials, and we know we do deliver on that. Yep. It's that
0: beautiful crossover between y- your growth in your relationship is impacting growth in your business. The growth in your business is impacting the growth in your relationship and you're yeah. getting that that relationship across, uh, uh, that benefit across both.
1: What I love was about you said, oh, I'm not, you know, my friends say I'm so different to the person I was five y- years ago. But imagine who you will both be and who you'll be in five years' time.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and and, and and I think that's what excites me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the work the you know, you talk about you talk about how, you know, you've got the communication right. And what Kim and I believe actually is the fact that and what we see in you two is you're very aligned with yeah, who you absolutely. are and where you want to go and what your value set is, what you believe in. And what you find is that, okay, you know, he's she's really ticking me off for, oh God, he's just not <laughs> understanding me. But you go but i know he's got my back i know he's on my team so yeah yeah, i'm I'm gonna be a bit peed off but i'm not gonna sit here and go oh he just doesn't care or she just doesn't get it you know because you know you do care you know you do get it so i know that helped us a lot in our relationship Mm.
3: yeah no you're exactly right and i think that's for us is you know we are definitely not we're fallible in the sense that we are we don't try to feel like we've got it all sold we're still learning we learn off um our clients our clients learn from us i'm sure but i think for us it's just yeah as long as we are open to you know continually evolving however that may look and feel i think we will be in acceptance of that ideal client however you put that inverted commas those people will come to us they may be a year away they could be two years away but as long as we're continually on that sort of journey ourselves we'll find those people and they'll find us. And that's all you can ever want for. You don't, you're not forcing a square peg into a round hole sort of thing by trying to be something. And then people go, I think that nothing adds up here. He's a bit over the top and she's a bit quiet. And I can see someone's a bit more dominant than the other in terms of the direction And, and that's when things just collide and you fall over and you then you resent each other like see it's not working you're not you're not being creative like i told you to be creative and and i'm like well you're not as organized as you said you're going to be organized and you know it's we we are almost like a parallel train track one on the creative side creators are highly organized but we get it we know our strengths and weaknesses and we just stay on that that lane if that's the, the new term stay in your lane but we we cross over but we still stay in it and we just sort of like we're just waving to each other as we're going in the same direction but we're unified
0: I love that genuineness that you describe you know the fact that you both get to be yourselves and you've made that really deliberate decision to be who you are in your business and in your relationship and not shy away from that and if we can't be safe to be ourselves you're only ever going to get so far and you're only ever going to be so bulletproof for when mm. because the you know undeniably life will throw massive <laughs> challenges your way. You know, you guys won't be impervious to it either. You know, there'll be years to come where where stuff will go down that you did not imagine could happen, same for us. And yeah. what you really want to have is that that solid foundation. And I just think, you know, the way you describe that commitment to being truly yourselves, and we've felt that as well, you know, that the last decade we've been together 21 years, but the last decade was really about us being very open and honest with ourselves and as a couple and building that sense of safety and it's it's like building an armour around you you know our relationship is relatively bulletproof these days Mm. i don't imagine there's many challenges i mean you know we obviously have an additional needs child that's a pretty big one relocating countries to make sure she gets the support and and reprogramming how you see your future.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, and that only brought us closer together. So yeah. it's yeah. an incredible thing when you get safe and honest, the connection that you get in the relationship and the opportunity you have in that relationship to be truly yourself. And also, you know, you're talking Darcy about, well, if we miss a client or whatever because they're not aligned, that's okay. And I 100% mm-hmm. agree because at the end of the day, our our brains are not meant to be in a state of conflict all the time. We don't want to be jarring yeah. up against people all the time. So yeah. finding people yeah. that are in sync with us is really
2: important. Yeah. But it's also a challenge in terms of, um, I guess, yeah, I definitely, we can read now the people, but I always know that Darcy will have my back in terms of yes. you know backing me up. And this year I really wanted to focus on you know being better to myself in terms of obviously better clients but then it comes with well getting rid of some means little income um, but then it gives you that time to work on yourself which we all need to do so yeah i think even today when we're talking to a new client we can talk about each other and what we do to the business and it's so comfortable in terms of we're not talking ourselves up we're confidently saying you know, I know Darcy can, you know, do that. He might change the direction of bit, but this is why or Darcy said to this customer today, I can see you really like things done a certain way. Karine is so highly organized. You'll, it's insane. You know, it'll really work with you. You'll love the communication. So I think we do that really well and we never speak over each other in terms of, I, I just know that Darcy, will say it, and if it's not necessarily the way I would say it, because let's be true, we're different people. It's still, I'm still, I would still never be like, mm, don't, you know, I've <laughs> never, we've never done that, and I might get off the call and be like, oh wow, I probably wouldn't have said it like that, or I might say over things or personalize it or go off the beaten track. But Darcy, or never, we'll never do that with each other. We'll talk about it after, and I think that's probably definitely something i've learned in from my previous marriage and things to you know there's a time and a place sometimes and but it's still okay to say it and how you feel because we all have our own feelings so when we do talk to people there's like so many sometimes when i'm we're speaking to clients i'm just i get that feeling where i'm like they are just so happy like i can see it from the start of the conversation to the end i'm like and honestly, I can get off the call, and I say to Darcy, "They're going to sign with us." And he's <laughs> like, "Okay." And and because we turn stuff around really quick, the proposal will be there that day. They're like, "Okay, we can do this." But we don't. What we do well is we say to them, "We'll come back to you and let you know when we can fit you in or start." We'll never give them a date and then never deliver on that. And I, being in the virtual world, I've been around and I've you know, seen a lot of VAs come in and there's a lot of us out there at the moment. Um, and they might, may not do it right, but that's just their way of doing it. But I guess we've learned from some of the mistakes and we've put them in play. Um, because if you're not doing that either, you're not going to learn, you're just going to go to that next client and do the same thing. So I think because we are together too, I think we've always got someone to like, talk to each other and be it's like a teammate oh, okay? right like, yeah. you guys have got the teammate yeah.
0: thing going it's so beautiful that's something we talk about in terms of building the team which is a big part of you know what we're here to to teach on <laughs> It's mm. it's about knowing that person's got your back and understanding yeah. that every little interaction helps them to believe that. So you don't say things that are nasty about your partner. You don't do things that you know are going to hurt them. You grab them a drink. You make them feel loved. You're just building that teamwork. And I completely know, you know, when we were younger – I probably would have, like you said, I might have said to Rog, like, don't say that, that's not, you know, especially if you're like, you know, I think you and I might have kind of similar, quite, you know, goer personalities and it can be hard to pull back when you, and when you're an assertive extrovert as well, because you've got a lot to spit out. Um, but really understanding how important that is to the team, and that the team comes first, because you guys are going to have a way better outcome. What you produce is going to be better. People are going to trust <coughs> you more because you're not sitting yeah. there undermining him. Like you're yeah. showing him, you guys we're united. From we come together, and and that is just such a huge part of a successful yeah, relationship. And the, the
1: sounding board as well. It sounds like you're a great sounding board for mm. each other, and I know yes. that you know Kim and I we're, our our office is literally just behind us um behind that <laughs> door and she just turns to me in the chair and just says oh wh- what about this yeah. and as Karina, as you were saying is you can make decisions really quickly because you've got that sounding board yes. right there yeah. you're not sort of oh should i do this should i do that um and so you can actually provide better service to your clients because you're able to make decisions you're able to get the feedback to them quicker and yeah. of course w- with the alignment you're able to then go yes we're gonna take on this new client, or we can stretch ourselves, or no, they're not aligned with what we're doing, and we're yeah, yeah, the extra dollars would help, but it might harm some of our the work for our other clients, or it might harm our relationship because we're stressed about working for a dickhead. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> banana. Banana. The banana. The
0: banana. <laughs> Sorry,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take that
0: one. I love that. I've yeah. always come up with funny little quirky terms for things, so banana's <laughs> right you up my alley. Those
2: things like they'll. <laughs> Yeah, the kids now. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, he's just a banana. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <one does he." laughs> I it love stops it. Stops him from saying any words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's
0: and it's a cute little family in joke, isn't it? You know, that's another <laughs> thing we sort of talk about when you've got those little in jokes, those little things. They well, kind of give you that identity. Yeah, you as start a to unit, form the identity right. of
1: who you are. Like, yeah. like, so when you're out golfing, you, I guess you're seeing yourselves as, uh, you know, partners. But when you're sitting down next to each other on the computers and greg do you
3: say you're like we're virtual hustle or oh
2: yeah yeah definitely yeah. no yeah. that's a yeah,
3: yeah. yeah absolutely well well put. for sure we are we are definitely that we're from the moment we get up um, to what we do everything about it in between is is virtual hustle no matter what we we will um do stuff this afternoon, and no doubt we'll be talking about x y and z it's virtual <laughs> hustle mindset um and i think that's yeah, that's, that's a really good question. a Really good take on it. We, I think we instinctively do do that. Like whole, it's like they're yeah, being joined at the hip from that aspect. And I think um yes, I, over time, and I think we are doing that really well as people are seeing that we are we are virtual hustle. It's not Karina's virtual hustle, Darcy's virtual hustle, Darcy taking over and Karina taking over. We are we are one sort of entity, and um people love that about us. And, and it is unique. We probably. I wouldn't say flex that enough, but we, we definitely, we, we feel we've got almost like an unfair advantage because there is two of us that are in that sort of same alignment. I think people, the people that work with us and get that genuine uh, sort of service from us, I think they're just so, so appreciative of that they can talk to any one of us and they get that same almost like um, level of intimate sort of dialogue and nothing sort of too high or too low. It's Mm. like, Oh, I just, spoke to Darcy or I spoke to Crane and yeah, they've got it sorted. They're going to get it turned around or, um, uh, yeah, Crane had something funny to say, Darcy had something funny to say, they made us laugh or whatever. And I think having that human element to business because they want to get a result, they want to make money. We understand that everyone wants to win, but somewhere along the line, there's got to be that, um, you know, we're cheering from the sidelines. They're the the clients on the field doing the work. We're the coach, we're the, you know, we're the water boy, the orange boy, whatever. We're Uh doing all those sorts of things. We are not there to, Um, champion ourselves that comes over time when you deliver on what you do and you get that referral that's your time to pat yourself on the back but otherwise we are there to to uh, give our clients every possible success and get them to a certain point and we are almost, and we are also super mindful that we can get them to a certain point there's some points where clients will outgrow each other Mm. and we can say you know what they've gone from x to x to y or a to b and we were a part of that journey, and that's cool. They've gone to an agency, or they've gone to something else, and that is actually awesome. That's yeah, it's so a good. massive compliment um,
0: because you've got them to that next stage. I think people yeah, miss that sometimes,
3: for sure. And I think some people get confused with, oh no, that I do, I do all that. Why are you leaving me? It's like, oh, we kind of want to grow and <laughs> when, you've grown you know, us as far
0: as we can go. And that's yeah, awesome. And I think <laughs> that's, and that's
2: okay. Yeah. And that's yeah, okay.
3: Absolutely. That's totally cool. That's, yeah. that's, and if you, and I think we make that transparent too, a lot of our clients said, Hey, we, this could be a year thing, two thing, but sometime you're going to grow and do a, other stuff. That's cool. And it's like that. Yeah. We're on the same page and they know what I'm trying to get to. And I know what I need out of them. And that's a, that's a really cool space to be in from a trust perspective and deliverables perspective
0: and just I think so many people would love to know where they can find you because I think you there's such a huge band I mean the opportunities especially for females on in the online spaces as you would know Corrine having you know (laughs) seen how incredibly accessible the online space is made um, getting into business for women, the numbers have changed drastically in the last five years. Uh, but not just women, men as well. So te- let's let's tell our listeners if we can where can they find you if they if they do want to um, have a chat to you
2: guys. We really um, probably we we do get a lot of um, chats through Instagram, so it's Virtual Hustle underscore, and clearly we've got our website where absolutely everything's on there, www.virtualhustle.biz. And I think really that's probably the space. We can be found on the other platforms, but generally I think the website and um, that and the Instagram is probably our main, um, main way. We're also on Facebook, same thing, virtual hustle. And I think LinkedIn is virtual hustle as well.
1: you're amazing. You've just spent quality time on your relationship.
0: Feel like you're on a roll? If you want more Living the Team Life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandroge.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies.
1: And if you like today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy.
0: Until next time, keep on living the team life.